helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Anxiety symptoms are common in children and adolescents, with 10 to 20% of school-aged children experiencing anxiety symptoms. An even larger number of children experience stress that does not necessarily qualify as an anxiety disorder, but is still quite disturbing. How can you as a parent help to reduce your child's anxiety and stress? My guest today is Melissa Breslin. She has expertise in individual therapy for children, adolescents, and adults at the Behavioral Health and Cognitive Therapy Center at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Melissa. So children experience stress as much as we adults do, but do they experience it a little bit differently than we do? They do. Um, I would say that in children, what you tend to find more is avoidant behavior, stomach aches, headaches, um, school refusal. And what parents will notice is that there'll be a sudden change in school behavior, such as like distractibility and grades drop, whereas in the past they didn't have that, um, which I think is a bit different than adults because sometimes it's not as sudden onset for adults. It's their temperament for a while. Um, so I would say it's, a, it's a, a quicker shift in children and adolescents than adults typically will see. So I don't want to ask if it's necessarily hereditary, but if you're a worrying parent or a stressed-out parent, does that translate to your children? Do they pick up on that? It can. Um, I think a lot of times parents will ask me, is this nature versus nurture? They're worried about the causes of the anxiety and if they were part of it. And research shows that many factors play a part, like such as genetics. So if you have a parent that's predisposed to anxiety, the genetic makeup will sometimes carry over to the child's you know, brain physiology and how people experience um, things will play a part, temperament of a child. And, and research does support parenting styles. So if we have an overly cautious parent that is avoidant themselves, there are a lot of times when you will see a child experience the same things because they're watching the adult to get clues as to whether something's safe. And if the adults presenting situations as if they're not safe, then, you know, there we have the anxious child. So then what are we parents to do? Because even recently I was going on a, a flight I was nervous about, and as a result, my 13-year-old daughter was really nervous about it. I saw myself doing it, Melissa, and I couldn't seem to stop myself. What do parents do to help our children not pick up on those anxieties of the world that we adults sometimes take on? I know. I think that's a great question. I mean, one thing I recommend a lot to parents is that if they, they are experiencing their own anxiety, um, to first get help for themselves and whether it's with, you know, their child's therapist or their own individual therapist because research does show if parents are able to manage their own anxiety better, it's often helpful for their child. But if they're not at that point yet, I think that parents need to recognize that the goal is not to make their child's anxiety go away, but more um, help them face their fears. And if a child has a parent that doesn't want to face their own feels, that becomes difficult. But a lot of times when parents recognize their job isn't to make their child always feel better, but to help them recognize eventually they'll feel better, they end up managing their own anxiety as well. 
Well, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, what? give us some other tips, things you tell parents every single day, Melissa, that can help their children to deal with some of the anxieties, whether it's on homework or social situations or really anything. How do we help our children some more? Right. So a few things that I like to stress is rewarding behaviors that show your child taking risks and coping instead of getting into the arguments when they're avoidant and not taking risks. So, I mean, for younger children, it could be, you know, any type of reward you would use to to increase positive behavior. And for teenagers, the same, but you have to go with what their currency is and what they like. I also think uh, um, something that's important for parents to understand with anxiety is that the natural thing for adults to do is to reassure a child. Mommy, are you going to be there to pick me up from soccer practice? Of course, honey, I'll be there. Mom, do you think I'm going to fail this test? You studied well. You're not going to fail. So limiting reassurance is actually what we recommend doing and instead providing the facts. Because often anxiety is telling a child that things will go terribly, horribly wrong, and then when that bad thing happens, they can't handle it. So your job as a parent is to help them figure out if that horrible thing is actually going to happen. And then if there's some likelihood it will, how will you cope with it and how will you handle it? So a lot of it is spending time speaking with your child about the facts of the situation and getting them more confident that even if you were late to pick them up from soccer practice, they have a plan to manage it. Wow, that's great advice. When does it turn to the to the point where we need to bring them in for some of these anxieties? When do we look to the fact that maybe some of these anxieties are starting to manifest themselves in other ways, in maybe OCDs or in, you know, over-anxious times or sleeplessness, when do we start to say, okay, this is enough? Right. I would suggest that if parents are trying to work with their children to manage some of their symptoms and to get things, you know, back to the way they were functioning prior to the anxiety, and after a few weeks they're not having any luck, that it would be helpful to, to, to see a provider. I think that if a child is not sleeping for more than a few weeks and reporting headaches and stomach aches, that's also a sign. And I think if parents fail at helping their children recognize that their worry isn't rational and that they can manage things, then they probably need to be in cognitive behavioral therapy to work on that in a broader scope. And what does that do for children? How do you work with children and teens to help them to realize that either these fears are unfounded or that you have to face them or move past them or whatever the, the reason is? How do you do behavioral cognitive therapy with children and teens? So in the beginning, I help them understand their anxiety and the cycle of their anxiety and how it's not necessarily the situation that's causing them to feel or behave a certain way, but their perception of the situation and I often use a, a benign example like a roller coaster because you can find many people that love them and many people that hate them, but it's the same roller coaster. So how come we feel differently about it? And it's often a good example for them. So the first is helping them understand their cycle of anxiety and the thoughts that they have and how they affect their feelings and behaviors. But until a child is able to really recognize the symptoms in their body, it's hard for them to do the other work. So both for children and teens, it's getting them to increase their awareness of physiologically what happens in their body, which I refer to as a body alarm, which is just the flight or fight response that we all have. Um, it's often very helpful, too, for even adults to relabel their worry or anxiety, to have them think of it as something outside of themselves, whether it be a character or a name, so that 
when they're having thoughts, they can say, oh, that's the worry bully on my shoulder. And they could recognize that maybe it's something that they're being told, not necessarily reality. So it's really increasing awareness, helping them explore their thoughts, and then getting them to identify what behaviors they have, which I call safety tricks, that actually make their anxiety worse, even though they think it might be making their anxiety better. And if we can reduce those behaviors and shift their thinking, you often see a change in level of anxiety. That is great advice, Melissa. We only have a couple minutes left, but give us just a few of those safety tricks that you teach children. Well, safety tricks that children are often using that we would actually want them to eliminate would be like asking several, asking parents questions over and over again that they already know the answers to, needing to sit in an assembly on the end seat just in case they needed to get out, avoiding certain places because they might have panic attacks. Um, having to sleep with their door wide open and the light on, even though they prefer the dark when they're not anxious. So once you identify all these safety tricks, we'd like to remove them because it actually just keeps the anxiety going. And in order to help children do that, I make them, you know, the boss. They're in charge. And they will slowly stop asking the questions or slowly close the door a little bit each night to recognize that I can manage this anxiety even if it comes up. Wow, really great advice. And just the last minute, your best advice for parents dealing with children and teens in this age of, of everything so quickly and needing it now and electronics. Give parents your best advice about dealing with their teen and children's anxiety and why they should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. I think it's extremely important for parents to recognize that the natural way to parent would be to help your child feel better and avoid things that make them anxious, which only will perpetuate the cycle. So slowly getting your child to face their fears little by little and helping them recognize that they can handle things even if they don't feel 100% okay in their body is the most important thing. And if parents can understand that, then they're often supporting their child in a way that helps the anxiety regulate instead of either stay the same or increase. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being with us. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.